Welcome back, Double Teamed Fam. How are we doing today? So, you know, we needed another astrology episode in our roster. So today we welcome Danny Santos of Santos and the Crystal Visions. He is a professional astrologer, spiritual healer, and ayahuasca shaman in training. Hi, how are you? <laughs> it's such an honor and a pleasure to be here, you guys. Thank oh. you so much for having me. I'm already Thank in you. love. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. We're best mutual. friends now. Hey, yeah. We both have Jupiter and Libra. Might yes. as well. Oh my God, oh. yes. Okay, so let's dive in. Nikki. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know if y'all remember, but Ashley Manta, who we interviewed a couple episodes back, she was like, you guys are into astrology. We're like, yeah. She was like, y'all got to meet Danny. And so we did. And now here we are. So I'm happy that this all manifested together. (laughs) Just got a shout out to Ashley. I love you so much if you're listening, girl. I know. She's beautiful. We'll send her this episode. Please. And you're a Pisces. So like Pisces is one of my Achilles heels. Yeah. Granted, you're gay though. So we're both rooting for the (laughs) same team. Well, you know, (laughs) North Node and Sagittarius is trying to merge my my vision so maybe yeah. it'll change you know yeah you never know i'm by you know anyways hey, hey. <laughs> so we can just dive right in we thought we'd start with like a little icebreaker we gave danny our chart so he's gonna do a quick little maybe make some assumptions based on what he's seeing and we'll see if he's right or not yeah okay so looking at the birth chart something that i'm noticing right off the bat is you both have the sun and moon in libra Mm -hmm. so that means you're born on the new moon Mm -hmm. yes so i have the sun and moon in pisces in my chart so Mm. i harmonize well with you guys because when the sun and the moon are in the same placement in the birth chart that makes you more how you feel inside your id what freud would call your unconscious response and then the (laughs) ego the external the sun it's the same oh it's libra so uh, balance, harmony, you guys are diplomatic, romantic, fashionable, uh, beautiful, <laughs> masculine and feminine, well integrated, because I'm seeing Aries rising in there too. So mm-hmm. if you guys don't love roses, I saw one of you had roses as the background on your phone. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so think about it. The rose, it's beautiful like a Libra, but it's got its thorns, that masculine side like an Aries. Oh. So you guys are kind of like the roses. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. It's a good aesthetic for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The it's pink. Funny that you I personally do love roses, actually. Yeah. Like. Well, it's an incredible, incredible plant to be working with. I mean, I'm about to do an event this Friday called the Erotic Rose Rebirth. Oh, oh so yes. We're going to be talking a lot about roses, the symbolism of the rose, why you should work with that plant medicine. It's just an incredible archetype. I always wanted or pictured like my future wedding or celebration of love if I have one with a primary partner to be with like I'm just picturing so many emerald green tie-dye roses, like really, Ooh. yeah. I'm like thinking- Not the like, direction I thought you were going <laughs> Yeah, right? No, but I picture it being like so like moody and romantic, roses everywhere. So yeah, I yeah. love that. Hey, okay. roses, it, it goes well with Libra. I like so. that. But we've got the sun in the seventh house, so it's like even more Libra and then mm-hmm. Jupiter and Libra. You guys are expanded on Libra things. Mm-hmm. So sensuality, beauty, there's a lot of pleasure in there, but in intellectualized pleasure we think about taurus it's more focused on natural beauty Mm -hmm. so you know things get messy taurus is like to open the windows and let the fresh Mm -hmm. air in and it's all about maintaining the garden and enjoying fruits and vegetables they all grow in different sizes and a taurus loves it because it's it's natural Mm -hmm. with a libra i think more of like the sistine chapel or the Uh. fibonacci spiral like beauty that is intellectualized and calculated 
I love that. That's like yeah. me to a T. Uh-huh. I would say calculated for sure. Because I'm not the, you know, I want things to all be like aesthetic and perfect. I'm not the, you know, let it just be natural. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, Libras are very into cleanliness and hygiene and Tauruses are more about the dirt. It's an earth sign. Mm. So it's natural beauty versus like intellectualized beauty. Oh, wow. Okay. That doesn't so. does explain why I don't like to do the dishes, but <laughs> no, I digress. You know what? <laughs> Cleaning ladies are there for a reason. So shout out to it, yeah. <laughs> She's a Scorpio. She knows how to get down to the dirt oh, as well, the underworld. Yeah. We actually have a lot of Scorpio in our chart. I see that. We've got a Mars in Scorpio, mm-hmm. a Mercury in Scorpio, a Pluto in Scorpio. So when we have Mars in Scorpio, that's a thorn on the rose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with the sisters because there could be a little intensity. That's one of my favorite placements, I have to say. Uh, I would say my Mars in Scorpio is my favorite placement by far. Well, when it comes to sex, you two do not shy away from it. Nope. That That's is for true. damn sure. Because <laughs> Mars is what you move towards. It's how you're inclined. It's it's uh, the energy of, I want this thing. Mm-hmm. Scorpio is, you want to get to the root of things. Mm. So natural psychologists with this kind of placement, the desire to go and merge with somebody's soul. Oh, sorry. That's, I'm just getting so Martian over here. Like, But think about it. The yeah. scorpion's tail stings. Yeah. It wants to. It wants to possess so you guys got lots of Libra going on, but the second somebody's crawling into bed with you, it's like, who is she? Wow. <laughs> I love that. You yeah. know, there's a little bit of that take me to the underworld, mommy. Like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that would be me to a T. So. For sure. Nikki calls her... Oh, I like, call it my siren. My sexuality is my siren. Oh, yeah. I call mine the beast. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> You know, because it's gentle and loving on the outside, but baby, I know how to throw down, okay? <laughs> Wait, what is your Mars in? My Mars is in Cancer, so it's kind of like oh, a flimsy no. Mars. Oh, no. <laughs> but I've got Venus and Aries, so I can make up for it yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My ex-husband okay. was uh, Mars in Cancer. It's yeah. just not. It, that's where Mars is in its downfall. It's a, Yeah, detriment, right? Yeah, 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 detriment. It just doesn't do too well there. But then it's Mars is exalted in Capricorn. So if we think mm. about Mars being sexuality, Capricorn is... Uh, kind of like the workplace and professionalism mm-hmm. so think about it in the world when we've got sex involved at the workplace it is like a no-no like people are like it's exalted don't do that mm-hmm. <laughs> but then cancer represents the family yeah so when you got mars sex with your family that's like it's taboo <laughs> it's not talked about yep. so it's in its detriment like you oh, know wow okay it's <laughs> one way to think about that it is, for so sure. that's one way to to work with the archetype but i see that yeah the other one is like i got a thing for daddies you know uh-huh. so mars and cancer i'm moving towards that whereas like you got mars and capricorn you want the big ceo energy mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so. i like mars and capricorn i also have a thing for daddies yeah. wait are you kinky you know the biggest kink i get into is like jock straps and okay okay le- like leather parties oh, <laughs> that's that. as far as it goes yes. a little role play too you know uh, yeah. dad son play is kind of fun for me I yeah like that. i so. I like to be a little submissive, so. Oh, baby. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> baby girl, that's me. So. Hey, you know what? That kind of goes well with the Mars in Scorpio because you're moving towards like intensity transformation. So you might have some inner child transformation work that you're doing too. Yes, uh, yeah, for you, sure. That's a thousand percent. Candy. You know, it's mm-hmm. like transforming something. It's rebirthing yourself because Scorpio wants to die and then be reborn. So think That's about beautiful. it in French, le petit mot, the little, oh, yeah. the little death yes. means orgasm. Oh, I didn't know that. It's yeah, very, you didn't know that? It, girl, it's very Scorpio. Mm. Le petit mot. What? Le petit mot. Mot. M-O-R-T. M-O-R-T. Mot. Le petit mot. 
little so, death. The little death. I like that. <laughs> yeah, an really... orgasm is like a rebirth. Yeah, no, totally. It's... I've had some orgasms that felt like death and rebirth. I yeah. mean, me too, girl. Pisces is the sign of orgasms. Absolutely. So. Oh, I've, oh man, the last Pisces I had sex with. <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> well, and I made him come without him ejaculating. Oh my, honey, you yeah. got skills. That's Mars and Scorpio right yeah, there. Yeah, I was fingering his asshole. And <laughs> <then all of> a, <laughs> he was like, um, he's like, why am I orgasming? But like nothing's coming out. Uh -huh. I'm like, I don't know. And then I Googled it. Turns out you can orgasm without ejaculating. Yeah. A Mars in Scorpio is going to be very into anal play. Really? I love anal. There you go. I so, have trauma with anal. Well, then Scorpio is the sign of trauma so it's oh. like you got there's something to do about healing that trauma but scorpio is ruled by the root chakra so uh, the rectum mm. the anus so oh, when you have mars you know you want to initiate into that part of you you're trying to get in touch with somebody's like dark side or their dirty side see i, I love does have a corruption kink dark side well i have sure. a corruption kink, but i do love anal and so like i've been trying to get cammy to work on her relationship with her asshole for like months girl she won't do it but she does have butt plugs. I think that's a start. It is a good start, okay? You know, yeah. as a gay man, I'm seasoned in this side of things. <laughs> if you, need, you need some tips? I Push do. out no, as they go I in. Just, it all happened in college. All the trauma happened in college. And just since then, I haven't I haven't mm. been able to go back to it. Well, let's take a look at some other placements here. The Venus in Virgo. Mm. So that can be... Venus is in its detriment. Fall, in, yeah. In, yeah, it's in, in its downfall in Virgo. So mm. that's the tendency to want to cut things. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Libra is the rose. Well, Venus and Virgo wants to like prune the rose until it's almost gone. Mm -hmm. It's too controlling. So where you can actually afford to improve or transform a little bit is maybe letting go of control. Oftentimes Venus and Virgos are very picky and very submissive. They yeah. want somebody else to take control. I am very submissive. There you go. <laughs> For sure. I'm the same way. But then there's a crazy side too because you got Mars and Scorpio. Yeah. So. It's nice energies, I think. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Wow. So y'all both got freaky shit in your birth chart. I <laughs> well, know and that. I, and I was going to ask, like, what's your favorite placement in there right now? So when I'm looking at the birth chart, there's so much, you guys. It's really a juicy chart. The what makes it juicy? The career yeah. placement we've got in Capricorn. So mm. you two are here to be the big CEO energy. Okay. That, like, I've always felt that. So building your own empire because we've got the career placement combined with Uranus, the planet of humanitarianism, the world working with groups of people. So when we put career and humanitarianism or group dynamics together together, the world's supposed to see you and hear you. I see the double teamed podcast going to like number one on Apple. Podcasts oh, thank you. So just let this be a marker for when it does happen. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, it's funny that you say build your empire. That's like what we've said our entire lives is like one day we're going to build an empire together. And yeah. we were like, we'll do it. And we just well, didn't know like what it was going to be. We've got Neptune on there too, which is entertainment. Oh, so I didn't know that. It's not only humanitarianism, but it's also entertainment and career. You guys could so do. So we're on the right path. Yes. Perfect. So have we found our path? Because like, that's what I felt you know and so well, now i'm like okay and then we're gonna stay on this path we always look to the north node to see how can you stretch yourself the furthest in this <laughs> lifetime so mm. north node in sagittarius and it's in the eighth house so let's start with sagittarius i love sag that is the, me too i love them it's my north node as well so that's the sign of going long distances mm. international travel exercise higher like education higher education going yep. a long distance yep. expand your mind expand your comfort zone but then it's in the eighth house of Scorpio things, sex, taboo. death, transformation, taboo. So you guys are bringing light to what's repressed. Mm. So I have That's another. Like literally what we do with the podcast. There you go. 
I have another client who has this in her birth chart and she's gone from being in sales to now she wants to become a sexologist and like uh, I love that because I'm in sales. I know. <laughs> so, so I'm I in sales right now. There you go, girl. But yeah. that's in your comfort zone. South Node's in Gemini in the second house, so it mm-hmm. behaves like Taurus. So it's easy for you guys to be put in one place or to go short distances and also to be social. Mm, yeah, you guys have easy. those tools developed. Wow. You're here to develop sex. Oh, I'm doing that. And traveling. I'm doing that. <laughs> She's doing it. Yep. I'm trying at least. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, I think you're succeeding. Thank you like you. anal. She needs to work on it. I know. Okay. Maybe I'll give it a go. <laughs> Maybe I'll give it a go. So Scorpio placements like anal. Is what I'm- Maybe not all Scorpio placements. I don't want to disrespect my Scorpion sisters out there. If you're not into it, I'm not mad at it. But it can be common to see that. Interesting. So... You know what's funny too is I was hooking up with a guy who's a Scorpio and he wanted me to peg him. There you go. And I was like, love that. I haven't had a chance to yet, but wow. Get on that. I know. I'm trying. He lives in San Diego. Bring him on the podcast. Oh, it's him and I actually had anal. Yeah. I've explained him before. Yeah. So you pegged him or he pegged you? No, no, no. We had anal, but like he was going in my ass. And then we said that the next time I would go in his ass. Hey, yeah. you know what? That's nice. That's a little versatility. Yeah. And I love that. I love men that are like down and get pegged. Libras uh, yeah. like that masculine feminine is the rose, yeah. the, the flower and the thorns. Yeah. And you want somebody who can be both. I do. Both. Yeah. I really love when men can like accept and play into their feminine side too. Like, I don't get me wrong. I love a good masculine man, but when they're like willing to like go a little bit into their femininity, I'm just like, show their sensitivity. Yeah. It's the best. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about Pisces. I feel like a lot of Pisces men do a really good job of like getting into their feminine too. Yeah. I'm actually, and they're watery. Yeah, and yeah. I'm developing my masculine. Oh, I'm trying oh. to work on that a little bit more. I see. My South Node's Gemini. So yeah. it's like, it's easy to be one thing for us. Mm-hmm. It's more of a stretch to be everything. Yeah. And why not? It's North Node in Sagittarius is probably the most fun north node path there is really yeah the whole life is focused on travel expanding yourself getting away from people with negative attitudes getting away from biting conversations or people that cut you out because mm-hmm. you're looking to blend yeah you're i love for, that for harmony also, oh, we do love travel there I, you go. Yeah. I mean i have to travel like at least like 10 times a year to be happy well in the birth chart the sun is also conjunct jupiter which is sagittarius's ruler so mm. you guys ah. already are like sagittarius's that makes sense now you're here to do it with sex and make it known to the world i like it and like helping to dispel the trauma that we have as a planet that sex and talking about sex is a bad thing mm-hmm. like i'm so over it yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we are too. <laughs> yeah, we are too. <laughs> Clearly. But wow. I'm I love that. That so was a much. phenomenal reading. Yeah, I Thank need to you. like come back and listen to this whole thing again. <laughs> yeah, yeah we will. It. Yeah, during editing, I'm going to be like, of okay. Of course. And I mean, I'm trying to see if there's anything else here. Just humanitarianism. That's another thing that's hugely emphasized. But other than that, I do see one of you was divorced, right? Yeah. So we've got the Venus in Virgo, that kind of dividing influence right on top of the asteroid of marriage. Yeah, do you know? So we do see a little bit of that kind of splitting energy. Mm. So when I do I s- hope to get married again someday, but we'll see. Well, not married, but you know, like in a long-term relationship. Jupiter is in the seventh house, so oftentimes marriage and divorce more than once oh. is common. Like to get married, then divorce, and then remarried. Okay, so Kimi's yeah. got to catch up. Hey, well, unless she <laughs> learns from your mistakes, and then. I was engaged and that ended. Okay, that's and true. Engage, that's true. Hey, if that's you a stop, long term. If you stop the engagement, that's a good. That counts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened. So, 
end of 2020. Yeah. Well, and the purpose of being born a Libra is to learn how to relate to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It helps when you're really beautiful to learn how to relate <laughs> to other people. That's why Libras are beautiful because it makes it easier. It's just part of the soul path. Love that. I also love that we're twins because I feel like, I don't know, like we help each other develop like how to talk and stuff. You know, like, I don't know how to say it, but like, I remember one time I had a professor and his wife was a twin and he was like, I feel like twins just, they know how to communicate, communicate. really well with other people Yeah, because you know? they communicate so much. Like, well, it's Gemini between. by nature. Yeah. Gemini is the most social sign of the zodiac. And the ruler of communication. There you, exactly. Mercury, yeah. So you, you're born with that. And that's why it's your South Node. The South mm. Node represents what you've already developed. Makes sense. You're good at it already. I always say like, I think Nikki and I's souls travel together. So I really hope like she thinks in a past life we were husband and wife, which I think we were. And I pro- was probably the husband. Me. Yeah. You yeah. know. <laughs> and yeah. And I think at one point we were probably brothers too. I always yeah. say, you know, or at least I always think that you reincarnate. Well, do you times. believe in reincarnation? 1000%. Oh, awesome. I think my ex-boyfriend Brad was my dad in a past life. He's got <laughs> bright red hair and blue eyes. And I was born with red hair and blue eyes. Nice. Oh so i always think that and then have you I, done past life regressions i do past life regressions for other people oh really yeah i've tried to do them i have not had a successful one girl you haven't come to the right person okay then okay. maybe we, we gotta get together come yeah. through <laughs> we gotta I, get together I, yep few things i need to learn from you okay <laughs> well i wanted so we did a previous episode before where we talked about like with an astrologer we were talking about like in non-monogamy and you know, like relationships and stuff, yeah. like indicators to look for in the chart. What I'm really curious, because we talked a lot about like the fifth and the seventh houses, yeah. but I was really curious about like placements, kind of kind of like how you said the Virgo Venus, like a perfectionist, yeah, 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 yeah. Scorpios are going to be like into like the dark things, the anal, all that. So like, I'm curious what placements are going to be like. More bisexual, non-binary, queer, gay, kinky, kinky. non-monogamous. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Well, we can definitely see these aspects in a birth chart. I mean, yeah. anytime Uranus is at play, it's kind of like the humanitarian planet, but it's also the trickster kind of archetype along with Sagittarius. So you'll see like non-monogamy can be typical when somebody has a really strong Uranus placement, mm. Aquarius placement or Sagittarius placement. Okay, so heavy Sag or Aquarius energy yes. tends to be more non-monogamous. Yes, and then... I've seen it in birth charts. Two of my friends, they both have Uranus and Venus in Capricorn, but mm-hmm. they're conjunct. Oh. So Uranus is a little... Volatile? It's, yeah. It's a little volatile. It wants to be free. Yeah. It wants to be unconventional or break the mold. Mm. And then Venus is our love nature. Well, they're both lesbians. Ah. You know, they've got that showing up in their birth I chart. Yeah. So you can see that. The kink factor, anytime we've got some heavy Pluto stuff, eighth house stuff, when Pluto makes hard aspects to like the moon or Mars, there can be some violence involved in the sex life a little oh, bit. Oh, wow. Um, they can really enjoy like a moon, Mars hard aspect. That's one where somebody's really into passion and like the masculine and feminine coming together and almost beating each other up in a way. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. That hot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it can be, that's one of the hottest aspects in a astrology when the when someone's moon is opposite your mars or vice versa yeah okay i have a question Please, all right baby. is it also conjunct because the conjunction is hot too yes so that's one where you're going to want to get your partner pregnant really yeah it's a highly fertile when it's mars and the moon either conjunct or opposite that makes so much the, whoever sense. the mars person is they're like i want to devour you like i'm uh, going to get you pregnant i'm going to okay so there's a, there's a, there's a dude there's a dude i was seeing and so i'm a libra moon yes he's a libra mars hot the sex oh 
it's my it's God. hot. It's literally some, and I, I've always been the type that I'm like, you know what? Like it's a hall of fame. It's not, you know, the Olympics. I'm not handing out gold, silver and bronze medals. <laughs> it's a hall of fame and you either make it or you don't. And the, you know, if the sex is good, you're in the hall of fame. If not, you don't make it. And then this guy comes along and suddenly I'm like, I might just be given out a gold medal for once. Oh. And he's got Sag Sun, Virgo Rising, Libra Mars, Scorpio, Venus. Oh my God. The avocado farmer. So his Venus and Mars are in mutual reception. <laughs> avocado <laughs> farmer. He's an avocado oh my farmer. God. Get it. A cute one. Yeah. So. Okay. I was like, I knew this is going to be him. But but that's a, the first time I noticed someone that had a Libra Mars and I'm a Libra moon. Mm. And I was like literally just like the most insane sex I've ever had. Yeah. So his Venus and Mars are in mutual reception. Mm. So Mars is in the sign of you know venus or libra and then venus is in the sign of mars or scorpio they're mm. two archetypes behaving opposite i see each that other. so he's very developed in masculine and feminine sides love that he's got a super active sexuality mm -hmm. so that's a lot because you've got a mars in scorpio mm -hmm. so that goes well with his venus yep so you're the masculine and he's the feminine as well oh yeah i could see that i could see that i'm always the one like on top riding when we oh, have sex get it yeah. baby very yeah. sagittarian of you <laughs> like he's a Sagittarius son. oh there you go yeah so but he's so, fulfilling that destiny of sexuality for you yeah i would say ever since then i've like made it an effort to look for libra mars because mm. i've noticed that like yeah your moon or your mars and their That's moon and their mars hot aspect but it's very passionate very passionate it can get into a little bit of like recreating if there's volatile dynamics with your own mother mm. you know because the moon is the mother yeah, yeah. Mars, or your own father there can be a little bit of that kind of projection going on but it's hot like Interesting. there's there's a little bit of that i just want to rip you apart and acquire something from you love that so but he's an avocado farmer yeah can you can you just tell me a little bit more about that um he lives on a farm and he grows <laughs> avocados in Ventura. i mean girl i love me a good avocado yeah avocados right. are expensive too. yeah, like, yeah come advantage. through with the avocado <laughs> bring a basket home <laughs> okay next time i go to his place i'll ask him yeah. to i'll ask him to bring back some avocados yeah, perfect yeah. another one that i wanted to talk about so my girlfriend her and i we always discuss astrology because they're both super into it Fabulous. she's a gemini venus and she's like that is the textbook non-monogamous thoughts i've come across a lot of gemini venuses you know it really depends i see a lot of gemini venuses are going to have something hidden about their sexuality so oh, why is that because it's the twins mm. it's extremes black and white so these oftentimes men who are straight or straight identifying mm -hmm. who have venus and gemini a lot of them have been very attracted to me and then they would disappear they'd like get really close to me be my friend i've had it a few times where men would like make out with me who identified with straight with venus and gemini mm -hmm. and then gone just out of nowhere so it's that bait and switch jekyll and mm -hmm. hyde kind of energy non-committal it really depends you got to commit in a gemini way so you have to have their brain yeah gotta, intellectual and stimulation yep yeah but there's a lot of sex with the venus and gemini mm -hmm. they're gonna want to have sex with everyone it's variety they'll yeah. go short distances to get to know everyone's sex life definitely and it's funny that you say that because there's a guy that i know who's a gemini venus and i just have an inkling that there's a bi side to him he, he has not explored well if he's not ready to admit it to himself yet yeah. you can just look in the chart and kind of know all right there's something there yeah 
So shout out to all of the men who I fell in love with who had Venus in Gemini. <laughs> oh my God. This but it's my south be- node. So I'm moving away from the, the yeah. fragments and I'm looking to have a fully integrated relationship. Yeah. Um, but I like Gemini Venuses. And yeah, I could see how, you know, in relation to non-monogamy, they want, like you said, they want that variety. They want to mm-hmm. get a taste of everyone. They so, do. <laughs> yeah. No, they literally do. And so, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Well, like this it. makes me feel like I need to like look into the charts of my partner's Past relationships. Partners. Yeah. Well, it's always going to tell you why were you attracted to that person? Because mm-hmm. everybody that we meet is a form of medicine. There's some oh, kind I of, love that. Think about it. There's some kind of mirror yeah. when we're working with somebody and they're pissing us off or they're pissing you off or them, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever the dynamic is, you're recreating something. And if you're an enlightened person... You're going to look at yourself rather than saying, you're doing this to me. Mm-hmm. You can say, well, what am I doing to myself? By being in this situation, am I going against what I actually want? By not advocating for myself, is that where I went wrong? Did I do something that actually caused this person to respond this way? That's going to get you way further in your own personal development than just projecting onto the other person. I love that. And it, it requires a lot of humility. Yeah. And a lot of, okay, I want to make myself better. So I'm going to use this situation as a learning tool Mm -hmm. rather than, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like everything in life is a measuring tool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we fall in love with somebody, there's typically something about them we're trying to acquire too. I like that. That makes so much sense. That makes me think of my tumultuous relationship your situation tell us about it and i'll tell you what you were doing so i have a chart baby he's a leo sun leo moon also a new moon gemini rising the problem is big ego there thank you so (laughs) what what this means if you're attracted to the leo sun leo moon you're just looking for self-esteem yeah yeah but he's got the fucking ego as big as the world so you don't have to develop it because he has it we fall in love. My life. Look, we fall in um, love with what we're trying to develop ourselves. That's okay. really the secret to the universe. That's the secret to love. This is if free somebody's therapy. Somebody's obsessed with somebody. Well, they have something you don't. This is free therapy. It's a Virgo Venus too. Hold so on. you got something in common. There's his chart. Oh, let's take a look. Yeah, that makes so much fucking sense. That's why you're with him because mm. you want the, an ego in the same way that he does. I. Don't get me wrong. He's a great guy. I love that they have a friendship, but I just don't think that like together it works well for them because he just outshines her too much and she's meant to shine on her own. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So you've got to develop those qualities and then move on. But you know, like maintain the friendship. That's fine. (laughs) So when I look at his birth chart, his South node is Leo. So we talked about the South node. It's your comfort zone. It's what you've already developed. So, of course, he knows how to have a big ego. He's mm-hmm. actually, it's more outside of his comfort zone to dissolve the ego. Because Aquarius is the sign of dissolving the ego. Yeah, it's never going to happen. And to think of others. No, well, it's his sole contract <laughs> this time around. So, if he doesn't fulfill it this time, he's got to do it again. Uh, he's going to come back next time. I don't know as what sign. He's going to be working on it again. I know that. Wherever you are, my friend, please call me. <laughs> I'll help you. My Saturn is on his north node. So, I can whip him into shape. I'll have him give you a call. Look. Wait, isn't our Saturn on his north? Yes, too? it is. Yeah, it is. Aquarius. So you're so she can help him with yeah, shape. She yeah. probably did help him a lot. I also. feel like I've 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 helped him learn a lot of, you know, good things throughout our situationship. So Well, the North Node represents destiny. So mm. he was bringing his sense of destiny, his North Node, to your Saturn. Mm-hmm. So Saturn's like the thing that wants to discipline you yeah. in order to make you better. But you were bringing discipline to his destiny. Mm. So it's a little symbiotic there. That's a nice pairing. You could have learned a lot from each other if you didn't. 
we're still kind of learning. Okay, come there's on, just get it. Come on, baby. <laughs> wait, I'm curious. So we talked a little bit about wait, what's his his Venus is also in Virgo. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I guess I'm looking to learn a little bit more about like all the Venus signs. Oh, okay. As a Libra, that I'm sure that interests you. Yeah, it does. Well, because like Venus. I feel like I obviously I've learned a lot about like for example, there's another guy I'm seeing currently. He's an Aquarius Venus, and <gasps> I don't have a lot of. But now you're saying like, see, I feel like he's gonna need a relationship that starts as a friendship. Yeah, and absolutely. Grow up from there, you already know. You mm-hmm. have to take it really slow with Aquarius placements because oh. they're so in their head all the time that they're thinking about, well, how, how's my life going to develop with this person? And they get scared. Oh, So you need to take your time with all Aquarius placements. They are so in their mind. Are they my ex-husband overthinkers? Yes. Wow. Yes. It is the sign. Like, <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> they're Aquarius sons. <laughs> I'm just that's why Libra and Aquarius works well together. You guys are a really slow moving sign mm-hmm. and you're beautiful and Aquarius is well the beauty kind of takes the edge off of how much they're overthinking. <laughs> so you know, so that's a little nice. But for an Aquarius, like they're just it's so powerfully inside their own head mm-hmm. that it makes it really challenging for them to be able to relate to others. All right, that they makes so they, much it, sense for this guy. It's the opposite of a Leo who has a big fucking ego and they want everyone to smell it. Mm-hmm. Like an Aquarius is like dissociating because they're so cerebral. Makes sense. My ex-husband was an Aquarius moon. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, that worked kind of well for a Libra moon kind mm-hmm. of girl. You yeah. know, emotionally, you guys were cool. Yeah, but he was always, like you said, disassociated in a way almost. And he didn't have a very big ego. He definitely was not an egotistical yeah. man. Aquarius is, it's kind of a paradox because their egos are dissolved. They're not very self-centered, but their egos think that they make the world go round. Because mm. it's oh, the sign of the world. Sense. It's like if yeah. it were an element in nature, it would be the ozone layer. The oh, thing that is oh. wrapped around the earth. I like that. You know, because it's like saving the earth is Aquarius's like thing and saving the planet and issues of the population. So they're like advocates for things. They're the humanitarians. I like it. Okay, so I'm curious. What Venus placements to look for for like a really kinky, like a daddy dom? Ooh. I personally, lo- I personally love a master dom, but yeah, what Venus I mean, placements? Mars and Scorpio would be a, a dom for oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I'm. We're Scorpio Mars. I'm yeah, you a guys switch. got it. Yeah. So you're a switch, but you're a Libra. Yeah. So you've got the Mars side developed. You've got the Venus side developed. Mm-hmm. Your Aries rising. So uh, Mars is your chart ruler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you yeah. both are like beautifully, perfectly balanced in your masculine and feminine. Thank you. you can be I both. like that. Aries rising. I think Kimmy needs to work a little bit more in her masculine, but <laughs> I've seen it come out. I've seen it come out. Yeah. My masculine side is, she's there. I feel like I, I, <laughs> I or, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they, you never they, know. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I, I try to put a rein on it to a certain extent. I so, don't know. I feel like when it came to my ex-fiance, I feel like I was very much in my masculine energy then. Yeah, he was a Scorpio son. He was a okay. yeah, but so, very like underdeveloped Scorpio because he was very emotional, and I often had to be like the one to like step it up and be like. You know, get your shit Yeah, together. well, all Scorpios are going to be emotional. But mm-hmm. like I said, anytime you're attracted to a particular sign, you know, before Leo, that's the ego. Well, Scorpio, that's an ego death. Mm-hmm. And it's also masculinity. So on some level, you might have been looking for a little bit of transformation or change in your life. I need. So what I'm gathering is I have some ego work to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
that's all I've been working on like the last no, I, 29 same, years of my life. Same. I feel like the last like year or two has been like a big year for me and my ego or, but we've been yeah. on our journey. We just did a whole episode on it. Oh but my yeah. God. Amazing. Yeah. The, the thing about the ego is it can be an exhausting archetype to work with. Mm-hmm. Cause once you're like thinking about yourself all the time, you're just like, Oh my God, yeah. I exhaust myself. Mm-hmm. So yep. I have a friend who says that to me all the time. Shout out to Nadege pleasure science. She does sex scholar so she combines uh, pleasure and science literally together <gasps> so you guys gotta have her on the podcast oh that so, sounds yeah. dope Nadege, yeah, yeah. she's a sagittarius you'll love her oh i love sag yeah so our beautiful. mom is a sag <gasps> oh what a good mom placement like really? worldly cultured expanded optimistic maybe a little temper going on yeah with a capricorn moon Oh, oh, that is a hard aspect to have Mm -hmm. because when the moon's in Capricorn, it's very dry. Is it detriment or falling? It's in its uh, fall, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's home and it's... uh, In Cancer. Yeah. Okay, actually, I'm curious. What is your opinion on Cancer moons? Because I know the the moon is at home in Cancer. Well, I mean, you're talking to a Pisces with a Pisces moon and a Mars in Cancer Mm -hmm. and a Midheaven in Scorpio. I got Uh, a lot of water. You got a lot of water, yeah. Yeah, And then Pluto in Scorpio, too. Yeah. So it's all water, baby. And Mercury in Pisces. So I think of Joni Mitchell's song. Do you guys like Joni Mitchell? I don't know who that is. She's a folk singer and Um. uh, she's a Scorpio with a Pisces moon, but she has a song called Little Green and the opening line, born with the moon in cancer, Mm. give her a name she will answer to. So it's like this very beautiful song about like this girl who's a dreamer and she's Mm. a dancer and she's different than the world. So Mm. when the moon is in cancer, it's home. I know, but man, I feel like they're just a little, it's a little too much emotion for me. Well, it makes sense as a Libra. Mm. There's a hard aspect there. Libra Cancer doesn't usually go together. My dom is a Cancer though. Cancer Sun, Pisces Moon. Okay, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Well, maybe there's something about that Moon aspect. Like you don't like it when somebody's emotions are so Mm -hmm. intense Mm -hmm. or emotional. Mm -hmm. I had sex with a Cancer Sun once. That was like mind blowing. Mm. Really? Yeah. Cancer Suns can be very sexual. Um, I can't see his name. (laughs) <laughs> any of the water signs are going to be oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh he yeah. was cute too i remember him yeah well <laughs> you're I like that you guys are writing it down <laughs> reading it upside um, down well it was this one guy I, I briefly saw for a little bit at the beginning of last year but yeah he was he was a cancer son i didn't do the the rest of his chart yeah. but he was very like and he had troubled. to have heavy heavy capricorn energy though yeah and Daddy. um yeah yeah, but he and I had amazing sex. But then, like, I had met another cancer, and he and I had another cancer son, and he and I had decent sex, but then he wouldn't leave me alone. And I'm like, I can't deal with all this attention. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, with cancers, I find typically they're very watery, very emotional, and then at a certain point, they're, like, unavailable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. because it's the crab. They got the hard outer shell with all the meaty goodness underneath. The soft inside, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, And if we think about cancer as a metaphor for having a personal life, mm-hmm. people are guarded about their personal life. They're guarded about what's going on inside. Cancer yeah. does rule the home, too. It so, does. Yeah. It rules the fourth house. It rules the home. It rules the moon. Mm-hmm. The internal sides of us. So if you want to get a cancer and have the relationship go well, you need to get in with their family. You need to talk about your own emotions, share their emotions, encourage them, love them. Makes sense. Well, speaking of Mars, because I mean, I actually have been a lot of Mars in cancer. That's my Mars placement. I know we talked a little bit about Mars with like in relation to kink, but what about Mars in relation to like 
non-monogamy which mars placements are going to be like we're cool with this so whenever mars is making a hard aspect to uranus in the birth chart Mm -hmm. that's going to be something that's going to show up a lot for someone but not any particular signs when we have Mars in Aquarius, really? that's one that can have sex with the collective. Think about it. Sex, uh, we talk about, you know, Mars and Capricorn, sex with the CEO. Well, yeah. the humanitarian, Mars and that sign, sex with everyone. I like that. Love <laughs> so, that. Yeah. <laughs> Do I know any Mars in Aquarius? <laughs> Mars was just in Aquarius. One right? of my best friends, Dana, has Mars in Aquarius. Shout out, baby. Um, <laughs> but she's with her husband now and they have a baby. But before that, she scorpioed around. And scorpioed around. That. She got yes. it. She got it on. I like that. So. Well, and I think everybody should have a really like hearty, you know, hoe phase at one point. In the Amen. Life. But my South Node in Gemini, like my whole life has been a hoe phase and I'm ready to just, just like yeah. merge with someone. Mm. So that North Node in, in Sagittarius. But and I think that someone might be myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm like wrong wholehearted with that. in me. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to be having sex with all these people to try to win someone over. No, it's true. I'm like, I'm winning me over. So. I, like I feel that. like I have to win me over. I think you do, girl. Too. That we talked about that the ego mm-hmm. move towards it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes, he's yes. right. And the way he described you and your ego, dude, that was literal. Like that, the Look, best way to put it. Best anytime way to put you it. see someone's really attracted to a Leo and they're like magnetized to a Leo, they're trying to develop a self esteem. So I have this herb here with me, rosemary. Mm-hmm. I, I love it rosemary. Outside. Rosemary's a Leo. Really? So I've been working in my ayahuasca shamanism uh, training mm-hmm. to develop my self-esteem. So I have rosemary with me all the time. And it's something that helps me feel good about myself. And it's got the sun built into it, which is the ego. Oh. So. Well, when you're done with your training, I'll go do ayahuasca. Girl, let's do some ayahuasca. Yes. Get you to puke in the woods. Yeah. No, I, I feel like <laughs> I'm I open to, to it. Yeah. I need to go on a little journey with myself yeah so yeah. it might be i don't know what the timeline is i really have to let the ayahuasca the medicine speak to me about when it's going to be the right time for me to start serving it but mm-hmm. i'm working within a lineage it's through the shipibo tribe of peru oh and i want to make sure that i'm respecting all of the cultural customs yeah. of mm-hmm. the tribe that's beautiful who am i to come in i've only been doing this three years some mm-hmm. people do it for eight years before they start serving it oh wow so long time ideally i'd like to go down to peru next year or maybe even in the fall oh you should i would like to but when the money comes when the time comes there's yeah. divine timing and everything right? yeah we still gotta figure out all this covid stuff i know yeah. girl don't even get me started on covid <laughs> why uh, the astrology for covid at least from what i saw on like astrology tiktok was so interesting well the north node was moving through gemini yeah my comfort zone i'm really good at going short distances mm-hmm. i'm really good at interacting with my community that's all that covid was trying to do is to get to know themselves and what's around them because mm. international oh. travel was put on the back burner and guess mm-hmm. what we had a lot of deaths and suicides during COVID because Gemini is the sign of cutting things off. Mm-hmm. So some people literally caused their own ego death. Oh, wow. During that time. When, think about that. When we're faced with ourselves, a lot of people just choose to let it go. Yeah, they can't handle it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So it's part of the soul path. Those souls will be reincarnated and they're going to have to face North Node and Gemini as part of their birth chart. Oh. How to cut down things and be able to stay in one space. I'm curious. So the nodes just moved to the Taurus Scorpio axis. Yes, which let's I talk love. A, let's talk a little bit about that because I've been doing some research in it. And for anyone who doesn't know what this, any of this means, I'm sorry. <laughs> and we love you for listening. But this is my show. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, baby. So, yeah. What is it? 
north node in taurus yes. and south, south node, node in scorpio. scorpio so what for the next what 18 months yes until june of 2023 so what can the collective expect during this time well we also have to remember that uranus is in taurus right now yes so that's the planet of humanitarianism the mm-hmm. collective groups of people so on top of that there's also a major aquarius kind of influence going on here too so mm-hmm. i believe that this is the time that we're ascending into the 5d Mm, like mm, which is the the fifth the dimension upper, yeah, yeah. yes the higher octaves of life because mm-hmm. we've been in the third dimension this whole time well fourth dimension is purgatory now we're moving to the stage of enlightenment oh, I love the that. age of aquarius yes this is a time where we're banding together the earth is solidifying because taurus is very much about mother nature beauty sensuality pleasure so after going through the trauma that was the north node in gemini mm-hmm. <laughs> we need a little comfort we do taurus is the sign of comfort and pleasure Okay. So this is a time where the South Node is focusing on Scorpio. A lot of people are exercising their demons, myself included. Me too. Um, (laughs) A lot of people are, it's time to let go of the sharpness, the bitingness, the underworld and start addressing the underworld and bring it to light Mm -hmm. because Taurus is one of the light signs along with Leo because it's ruled by the sun, Aquarius Mm -hmm. because it's the earth. It's that ozone layer, the light. And then Scorpio is the underworld. Love that. So we're letting go of the underworld right now. It's on the South Node. And I've spent this whole episode like, wow. Pluto is about to enter. Is it Aquarius next? It's going to be in Aquarius next. It's going to be a few more years. I was going to say a couple more years. Yeah, It's about to retrograde, I think, on on, uh, April 30th. Yes. So we just had the Pluto return of the United States. Are you familiar? Yep. Okay. So 2-22-2022, my birthday. Uh, (laughs) Happy belated. Thank you. Now Pluto is going to retrograde back over where it was when the United States was formed. There's going to be some kind of major shift. I don't know if that means that things are going to break out further in terms of the world affairs going on or things are going to go backwards, but just pay attention. And it's in the second house of finances for the U.S., so it could be a lot to do with like our currency. Uh Well, think about it. Things like NFTs and Mm -hmm. all of that. That's very Uranus and Taurus. Because Uranus wants to progress things forward, technologicalize them. And, mm-hmm. and Taurus is all about money and homes and art and food. Resources, you yeah. Resource, we're being taken into the future. Mm-hmm. So, Love that. Of course, NFTs are a thing right now. It's yeah, what a time to be alive. <laughs> well, and what a time. Kami, for you and I, Uranus is now transiting in Taurus, transiting our second house. And the South Node. And the South Node's going into our, and North Node's going into our second house of finances. So, mm. yeah, I don't know what that means for our resources, but we'll see. Did you guys want to know anything else about like some of the spiritual healing work I do? Yes. yes. Oh my God, we hadn't even touched on that. I, oh, I, I always get so wrapped up in the astrology. Astrology fascinates me. <gasps> it's like, my life's work. Well, and I mean, the more I learn about it, and like I was saying, my girlfriend, um, her and I, we always like get super into it. And I love because like we just feed off each other and, you know, like she worked with an astrologer before. I don't know if you know her. Her name's Candice O'Neill. Uh, it sounds familiar, but Candice, if we have met, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, no disrespect, baby, but I see a lot of people on the day to day. No, 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 you're good. Anyways, so like I always get super wrapped up in astrology, but the the spiritual healing stuff does interest me too. I was actually looking at ayahuasca, but then I was scared because the throwing up does scare me. Well, if you have an aversion to throwing up, what are you afraid to let go of? I don't know if I'm afraid to let go of anything. Girl. I just don't know. Well, ayahuasca, if you're afraid to purge. That means there's something that you don't want to fess up to or own up to. I don't know what it is. That's the ego death. I'd have to think about it. You have to literally kill the ego off in order to let things go. I just don't want to purge like puke in front of other people. I mean, that's ego. 
Uh, that is ego. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm. How do I look? I've puked in front of people before. I mean, it I was happens. talking about how last week I was recently, I was blowing a guy and I puked, <gasps> but I just kept it all in my mouth and then just immediately swallowed it. Whoa. Didn't go anywhere. Didn't go anywhere. That is someone's kink out there and <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're listening. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm telling you it happens. Yeah. See, when it, okay, when it comes to spirituality, I feel like, so growing up, I've always had a severe phobia, or I guess, yeah, fear of death. Okay. And losing things. When I first started out, it was, I always pictured like the thought of forever mm. would just freak me out. Eternity. And of course, yeah, eternity. That's and of course, medicine. Yeah. Mm. And of course, at this time, I mean, I was what in, in middle school, like all I knew was religion. Right. And I thought, OK, so I'm going to be in heaven. Am I going to know Nikki? Is she going to be there with me? I need her by my side. Right. So I used to have really bad panic attacks about the forever and death. Yeah. But the more I've embraced like spirituality and like learning more about astrology, I feel like I'm I haven't had a panic attack and probably like two and a half years and i like, feel like the reincarnation makes me less afraid of death yeah interesting so i feel like yeah. now two and a half years is probably the longest i've gone since yeah. without having a panic attack yeah. well when the south node is in the second house it's it kind of like behaves like taurus mm. so i think of like that the hierophant card in the tarot mm -hmm. it's all about traditions and rituals so religion is a tradition mm -hmm. yeah it's that south node in taurus or in the second house for you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas the north node in the eighth house, the eighth house is death. It mm. is sex. It is transformation. There's something about that archetype that makes you uncomfortable for a reason. So, so how do you move past The that? fear of throwing up, the fear of dying, it's the same thing. It's about letting go. It's about surrendering. The eighth house forces us to surrender things. So I got to surrender more than I already have? Well, I mean, it just depends on how you've developed it, where you're at with that surrender. Mm. Uh, but it's also Sagittarius, which is the sign of facing your demons. Mm -hmm. So in this case, it's about facing what you're scared of, facing death. How do you heal that? Uh, face Literally, you heal it by facing it. <laughs> it's not gonna go away what do you mean girl the longer you resist the harder it will persist okay oh that's a good point so move towards what you're resisting well, and I, like I okay said, so i'll I go with puke in the woods <laughs> yeah no ayahuasca that'll get you out of your of comfort crowd. zone yeah i feel like yeah puke in front of someone i'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> you'd be great at it i'm sure i could probably turn it into something you know make it a kink i could, I could probably do that <laughs> Now, Puking, just to be clear, there's been some like eating disorders in my own family and stuff mm, and things mm -hmm. like bulimia. Yeah. So like, I don't think ayahuasca is supposed to like mirror that per mm -hmm. se. But yeah. There is something about being able to let things go that vomiting can be useful for. But I just want to put out the distinction between like an eating disorder and doing a, a ritual kind of sacrament yeah. that mm -hmm. helps you purge what's going on in your soul how often are you supposed to do ayahuasca i just got off of a two-day weekend this past weekend and i'm going for a nine-day retreat on monday <laughs> oh wow so it's the next level of the treat the the teacher training for me how oh, has cool. it helped you yeah like if what you want, if you want to answer that sure sure um, so as somebody who i had a really bad sex addiction at oh. one point it was in a phase of my life where I also struggle with binge eating disorder. Mm -hmm. So that's something I'm actually healing right now. I've healed the sexual trauma and I'm moving to the next thing. Mm -hmm. But this is talking about comfort at this point. I was constantly looking for somebody else to love me. 
I was constantly looking for somebody else to fulfill my ego needs. And that being outside of my comfort zone, it really uh, forced me to find it in somebody else. And mm. in order to heal something like that, you have to literally look it in the eye, face the demon. I had to say to myself, I'm a sex addict. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of friends who are sexologists and sex scholars. And they're like, oh, that's not a term like, you know, that's it's loosely whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think there's something to having a disorder and whether you want to call it sex addiction or sex disorder or whatever. I was struggling with that at that time. It taught me something. Mm-hmm. It taught me something about myself. It forced me to get out of the behavior that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that situations in life will keep repeating themselves. You'll keep mm. attracting the Leo or the Scorpio until you deal with what the real problem is. And the guy who did that to me was a Sagittarius. If that's the sign of facing your demons, well, guess what he made me do? Face your demons. Yeah. So... They do also say that the mutable signs are the always the serial killers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> most likely. And Sagittarius being number Thank one. Yeah. Little stabby stabby. It's true. It, look at all the serial killers in the U.S. They're all Pisces, Sagittarius, <laughs> Virgos, and Geminis. So, hey, I mean, it's true. But I don't regret it because yeah. I'm, I'm okay now. Well, I'm glad you're safe. Eh? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But for anybody who, I, I just want to put a disclaimer out there. A detective came to my apartment to interview me about it. And uh, she pulled out a binder that said grinder on it. Mm-hmm. And these were all of the cases of people that have been hurt and injured, robbed, damaged oh, wow. just in West Hollywood. And it was a really big binder. That's so sad. So I think there are demons running around on that app. And mm-hmm. I would encourage people to maybe not be on there if it's in a disordered way. Yeah. yeah. Just be safe with it. With any app, honestly, you I have know. to be safe. The dating apps aren't always my favorite. I, well, I mean, I, I definitely had the, the situation yeah. where, you know, you, you talk to a guy for like 10 minutes, FaceTime, and then next thing you know, they're at your house within like an hour. Yeah, yeah. I've had that happen. So yeah. you got to be, you, well, yeah, at least I FaceTime for like grinder you know like the gay community you know mm-hmm. in that app you might find some like you said demons on there trying to hurt there's a lot than- of people doing drugs on there there's a lot of people that are like doors unlocked i want to take 12 loads okay <laughs> so you know i'm a huge advocate for being liberated in your sexuality mm-hmm. but everything's a spectrum i'm liberated in my sexuality now and i love myself and i love having sex and i love meeting a hot man and doing the bedroom tango mm-hmm. but there's a difference between that and then hooking up with people four times a day and yeah. putting yourself at risk. Oh, absolutely. So I would definitely say like in my spiritual journey, the more that I've like, not only with astrology, but like other forms of kind of like those rituals you were talking about, like journaling and manifesting and all these things, like the more I tap into those, the more I've like identified and gotten in tune with the kind of sex that I really want to be having. Yeah. And this is actually something we discussed with Ashley too, is, you know, you start shifting to the experience of like okay instead of like wanting just like fun and excitement and that rush then you're like no i want like quality i want to feel something i want like a connection obviously like definitely you can always strive for a balance in both because yeah i still want fun and casual and you know that rush too but at the same time like i also want to look for the experience and the people that make me feel more like fulfilled and healed and you know, tapping more into my spirituality. Because I do think sex can be a way to tap into your spirituality. Yeah. Well, that artist that I referenced earlier, Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. she has a song that says, love is touching souls. Surely you've touched mine. And she's a Scorpio. Oh, I love so that. So it's like, how much more Scorpio can it get when yeah. you're having sex? Yeah. Scorpios like sex because they have a hard time communicating with their words and the oh. to which they feel. Because it's, it's a water sign. Scorpio is a location in nature. It's either the swamp or the depths of the ocean. 
It's where things are hidden. But if you go to those places, they're very spiritual places. So a Scorpio wants to go to your swamp or your depth of your soul and touch it and experience it because that's where the real you is. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what a Scorpio feels. I is love this that. why I always have dreams of really deep water? <gasps> yes. Oh, really? and that's That's you fulfilling that eighth house. Yeah. You have to go into the water. If you can control your dreams, go deeper. Oh, I have so many dreams about water. Girl. And I mean, like, a lot of them have been where it's like, you know, this vast pool of water that I'm in and I can look into. And then other times it's I'm on the beach and this wave is coming over me. Mm. So it's it's one or the other. But like I've always had very like almost like just fantastical dreams. Like some of my dreams, it's like I'm in the middle of the universe, just like floating. (sighs) And it like brings like my fears into it where it's like I'm about to fall or like I can't get back to earth. Yeah. It's freaky. So your dreams are trying to get you outside of your comfort zone because the south node in the second house comfort is comfortable Mm. for you you're being kind of pulled to break the mold wait i'm curious whenever i was going through my divorce i had like seven dreams of my husband and his new girlfriend having children is that because it's going to happen or because like that's my fear i was going to ask you are you afraid of that happening i'm not afraid of it happening i think i just i want to make sure that if he has children with her that she's going to be a good partner to him Well, right before I came here today, I had a dream that I got in a car accident. Oh, wow. And as I was driving, I was extra conscious Mm -hmm. to make sure that I drove safely. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think our dreams, that doesn't mean that I I don't read that and be like, I'm going to be in a car accident. Mm -hmm. I think of that more as how am I disordered in my own way of being that maybe I'm not paying attention to the road enough. So I was extra Um. conscious to be safe on the road today. I so, love your thinking. Thank you. Like yeah. the way the way you've described things today and the way that you've like it, so many. You I'm reflect just, it very well. Yes. Thank you so much. Is it the Pisces in you? Or I've got it? a really powerfully aspected Mercury. Okay. Like it's fabulously aspected in the birth chart. Oh, so that. And that's Gemini South Node. I've developed the Mercury yeah. kind of thing. Mercury is a sign of Virgo, communication. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I need to move towards Virgo in my next lifetime. Uh-huh. But. Oh, with him the, getting pregnant with his. Yeah. Yes. On some level, it might be a premonition. I mean, mm. if you see that they're happy together, maybe that's your way of saying, like, unconsciously, he's going to be happy with her. Maybe. Well, because he wants children. That's one of the main reason we split up is because he wants children. And I, I want him to find that family. And I want him to have children. And I hope that if it is with her, that they are happy together and that they are able to build yeah. a long-term relationship. Well, you were literally dreaming of him having kids with her. Mm-hmm. So you can see it in your mind. Mm. It might just happen. Interesting. What's interesting, I remember, <laughs> and I, I'm trying to keep this, I made a note of it in my journal when it happened. I had one dream and April 17th came up and it was a dream about the two of them having kids. And so I was like, either I'm going to find out that on April 17th or they're going to like, what happens when you make a kid? It starts with a C. Impregnate. No. Um, conception. 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 <laughs> Immaculate conception. It starts with I'm like, either, <laughs> like, maybe they're going to like conception will be on April 17th. So we'll see what happens. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have to keep us all posted. Posted. I know. I'm, I'm really so much. I know, right? Yeah, I feel like this could go on forever. You do have a beautiful mind. I really do appreciate thank the way you, you so put much. so much. I feel the same way about both of you. Oh, thank you. You know, but we both are born. We're all born on the new moon. New moon. Yeah. Yeah. So we, they harmonize well. In astrology, when you do relationship charts, you see how the distance between the sun and the moon in a person's chart compares to the other person's distance. Yeah. So we all have the sun and the moon in the same place mm-hmm. in a relationship chart. It would be in the same place. I like that. So as people, we can just harmonize inward and outward. The unconscious, the instincts, and the ego all move the same way. Mm. 
So we all have good instincts. I have a question. So for example, like we're a new moon. So like the, you know, when you look at the moon in the sky, when it's a new moon, like it's practically not there. Right. Yeah. And so I just remember like I had seen a TikTok or something once where it's like, you want to look for like someone who's the moon when they were born, like basically completes yours. So like mm. for us, it would be like full moon babies. Any thoughts on that? My recommendation is when you have the sun and the moon in a new moon and mm -hmm. you're in a relationship with somebody who's on the full moon, that's a challenging relationship mm. because it creates in the relationship chart a hard aspect oh. because the sun and the moon will be 90 degrees apart from each other. Just based on the math of the astrology, mm -hmm. it's a hard aspect. The instincts, that's one where you might see an affair happen between oh. two people. Really? Yeah. So it's much better to see somebody who is born under the sun and the moon squaring each other or the quarter moon phase to be with somebody who is born on the new moon or another new moon person. Mm. So that's going to be far mm. more compatible than a new moon and a full moon baby. Good to know. Just okay, so I'm not going to look up. for a full moon. Never yeah, mind. You Scratch that. Look for somebody, <laughs> like, if somebody's sun sign was, like, Aries and their moon sign was Capricorn, that might be better. Mm. But then, of course, you still want the moons to be compatible. In astrology, the most important things is, are your moons compatible and is Jupiter compatible? Oh, I didn't know about Jupiter. Why oh, Jupiter? Because yeah, it's the philosophy of what you want out of life. Um, it's your morals. It's your values. It's what the vision for your life is. So if we're Jupiter and Libra, what, what Jupiter should we aim well, for? Well, somebody who has a lot of Libra in their chart would be attractive to you. Maybe some other air sign placements. Avoid the Gemini stuff since it's your south node. <gasps> avoid Geminis? I well, love Geminis. Not to avoid them, but they're not going to push you to grow. That it's makes a, total sense. It's in your comfort zone. You've developed Gemini in yourselves enough. You're that twins. You communicate sense. with each other all day, and then you can communicate with the world. Is that why my situationship guy, he's a Gemini rising? Is that why if I feel so comfortable with him? Yes, but the nice thing about a Gemini rising is his seventh house of relationships is then Sagittarius. Mm. So that's your North Node. That's somebody that you could have a good relationship with, but they're still going to have that Gemini part of them that you like. I don't think they're meant to be. Well, it, what are the other placements? Sun, moon? Leo, sun, Leo, moon. Oh, girl, we're back on this one again. Yeah. <laughs> Get yourself a Sagittarius. Yes. Okay. Wait, so you like Sagittarius's for us? I do. I think it's your north node. It's going to be really sexual. It's it's integrative. That. Okay, because the guy that I'm seeing right now sort of is a Sagittarius. And like we have like the best friendship. Has it's the just sex. Phenomenal. He's a, he's the Aquarius Venus. Oh, oh yes. so like we're really focusing on the friendship right now. I'm actually going to go see him right after we finish recording. Here. He might be afraid of commitment. Yeah. He's got a Sagittarius sun with an Aquarius Venus. Yeah. Like, girl, that's why you were asking about that earlier. Is he going to commit? Probably not. Wait, I have, what's the rest of his chart? I remember what his moon is. Because I don't know if his moon is compatible with mine. Well, Sagittarius is the centaur. It's Taurus about, moon. Oh, Taurus moon. Mm, with I'd a have Libra to look moon? at the composite chart at that point. You but want composite? Do, do, can you pull up a composite? Do you want two charts or composite? Like, Give me the composite, baby. Composite. Okay, there's composite. Here's you two together. So this is a learning <laughs> relationship. Oh, but the communication is really good. It is really good. The emotional communication is good, too. It is. Let's see what else I, You know, it's on. funny that you say it's a learning relationship because I literally, like, whenever I started seeing him, I was like, I feel like I'm going to teach him something. Mm. I feel like we're going to teach each other some things and then we're going to part My ways. Honey, this is going to be, it can end very painfully <gasps> because we've got Pluto 
the sun and Mars all in the same part of the birth chart in the eighth house. Mm -hmm. So the eighth house is all about death and sex. Pluto mm -hmm. is all about death and sex. Mars is all about sex. So this is going to be heartbreak for me? Well, it's on top of the ego. You both are going to walk away from this relationship as different people. Oh. This is like... Can we do a composite of mine? Yeah. I, I like, <laughs> you I have just, it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can do it. All right, girl, let's take a look. I just want to know. I just want to know what's happening. Not saying that it couldn't work, but you two will certainly transform and if it does work, you're going to be different people on the other side of it. How willing are you to, to move through that? I'm willing. Uh, well, you're willing, but a Sagittarius with a Venus in Gemini, hello. A Venus in Aquarius, yeah. Like, excuse no, me, Venus in Aquarius. No, do composite. Yeah, yeah, sorry, 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 composite. Oh, yeah, there you go. All right, let's see. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Whoa, you got the mystic rectangle aspect going on what here. What the fuck is that? What? This is a very, very powerful alignment interesting this is somebody where if you were with them the learning just never stops <laughs> you guys got a lot hey i'm actually not mad at it i think this could uh it requires you to develop your self-esteem mm. but if you do that then you are going to have enough self-esteem to stand up against him mm. and then that's going to be an ego check for him which he needs so i've been saying that this whole time but there's pluto here on the uh on the seventh house so there's a lot of intensity and death and transformation all scooped up into there too so it's another ego death kind of relationship fun so, so that's what we're going through ego death yeah, relationships you two are doing it together right Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Well, Danny, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on <gasps> here today. You. I feel like we have to do a part two at some point. I, I would love to. Yeah, that's oh what my God. Well, I want to do actually, I'd love to do a part two more on your like ayahuasca spiritual well, stuff. It would yeah. be awesome to do an episode. So I do, I'm training for the ayahuasca shamanism. I do tarot readings, Reiki healings, spiritual and transformational life coaching. I work with people. I basically, I help people get what they want so by any means that. necessary. And Love usually that. those means are changing yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, because, hey, we can project onto everybody else all day, every day, but that doesn't really make you grow that much. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That's a great lesson. I love what you said earlier about like instead of projecting like what did use you say? it as a measuring tool. Yeah, thank you. You take your own accountability and say, How can I keep my side of the street clean with this? Mm -hmm. So that moving forward I'm not making the same mistake again or hurting myself or hurting somebody else. Yeah. yeah. I think that's beautiful. Thank you. Like I said, you're a beautiful person. I see I the beautiful it. soul. Beauty back and forth, baby. Yes. And I'm, I just want to say, you know, it sounds like, you know, when you mentioned earlier, you your sex addiction and everything and yeah. what you've worked through, it looks like you've done a phenomenal job. Thank you. Really working on yourself and building all of that. So I'm proud of you, you for that. You have such a light energy. Around. Thank yeah. you. Well, the reason for that is, is because I faced my addiction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for anybody who's listening, who's suffering from any kind of addiction, Basic. recovery is possible and i still have sex and love it yeah. yeah like yeah recovery doesn't have to mean that you give it up completely I, amen and like yeah. binge eating disorder i can't stop eating yeah so like yeah you know i'm developing a new relationship with food life is all about relationships yeah no i say that all the time like my relationship with my asshole my relationship with my ego my relationship with this and that like all these things yeah i treat everything as a relationship yeah but yeah, no, I love that because all the time when people have an addiction, automatically they're like, oh, that means we got to shut it out, get over it, like quit cold turkey, done, yeah. never again. But really it's about like finding balance, finding harmony and finding a way to improve that relationship and take it to a place where it's like beneficial for you too. Amen. Mm -hmm. Well, can I do a little uh, shameless plug? Oh, oh no, I was going to say, please plug, plug yourself. Plug yourself, yes. So you can find me on Instagram at Santos Crystal Visions. I do professional astrology readings, tarot card readings, spiritual healing sessions, spiritual coaching, and 
be on the lookout for ayahuasca shamanism and any future events I might be hosting. Absolutely. Oh my God, yes. And I and thank you guys for having me here today. Oh, of course. This was a tremendous blessing. I love you both a lot. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. No, we said it in perfect time. harmony. <laughs> Libra, baby. <laughs> Plug yourself one more time. Sure. So you can find me on Instagram at Santos Crystal Visions. My name is Danny Santos. I was featured on BuzzFeed's page Goodful. You can find that feature online. Spiritual life coach, tarot card reader, intuitive spiritual healer, ayahuasca shaman in training, and all around fun, quirky dude. Yes. And, and future we'll, ASMR something because yeah, your voice I'm is phenomenal. I'm dying to do ASMR. <laughs> should, really if, there, if there's any way you guys can teach me, let's go. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll pull out the microphone and we'll do some like ASMR. <gasps> Please. Yes. Everyone's always asking me to do guided meditations with my voice. Yes. I'm like, I don't know what y'all see in this, but I, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Thank you everybody for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, wear condoms and have <laughs> fun. We love you. Love you. <laughs>